The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Wednesday the 13th of November. In your Squiz today, the latest on bushfires, George Pell's final appeal, Nine winds back its profit expectations, and Russian meddling. This is your Squiz today. It's hard to know where to start with bushfires this morning, Claire. Millions of Aussies have been affected. There were 300 new fires yesterday, one of which was not far from Sydney's CBD. Where are things at in New South Wales as of this morning? This morning, there's 50 fires burning in New South Wales. Most of those aren't contained and four are burning at the emergency level. That's down from 13 last night. So it's a pretty dynamic situation and uh, something that the numbers are being updated on all the time. The worst of those fires are on the mid-north coast and the far north coast and then west across uh, to the Clarence Valley and into the Hunter. Do we know anything about homes lost? Yes, about 12 homes have been lost in fires yesterday. That takes the total to nearly 180 since Friday. How are things in Queensland? So that's where a lot of the focus seems to to be today. Uh, in Queensland, 55 fires are burning, none at the emergency level, about seven at that watch and act. Most of the severe ones are near Yapoon still, um, also the Sunshine Coast, the Gold Coast hinterland, and then south of Stanthorpe. Uh, they're expecting some pretty hot conditions there. Uh, also, those terrible winds with a change that came through yesterday. What's different between New South Wales and Queensland today is that temperatures have come right down in New South Wales with that southerly change. Uh, They'll remain very high though in Queensland and authorities are worried about that. Over in the west, residents of Bullsbrook faced an emergency yesterday. That fire was downgraded late yesterday and two homes were lost in Monday's fire near Port Lincoln in South Australia. Links in the Squiz Today email and also in your episode notes on how you can donate to those affected by the fires. And the sideshow that's playing out, of course, is still this fight between various political parties on whether now is the time to talk about this in relation to climate change or not. Yeah, a couple of notable mentions. Barnaby Joyce was called out for having said that the two people who died in New South Wales fires in a particular area probably voted for the Green Party. Green Senator Jordan Steele John also said in Parliament yesterday um, that the major party politicians were no better than a bunch of arsonists. That drew Prime Minister Scott Morrison to say that really people just need to pipe down. It's completely unhelpful and there's a crisis going on, so let's focus on that. Yeah, and if you're unsure how this climate change debate fits in, have a listen to our Squeeze Shortcuts on Climate Change. We've done our best to steer clear of the politics and just explain what climate change is. We even start by simply explaining how climate is distinct from weather. And another good follow-up to that is our shortcut on drought. Again, we try to avoid the political discussion and just give you an understanding of why we're in drought and how bad this one is. I'm willing to risk over-promoting these today, Claire, but the whole point <laughs> the whole point of shortcuts is to help you feel you're informed when getting across big news items and these fires. The weather and the reasons for it is definitely a big one. 
to different news now. Cardinal George Pell is serving a minimum three-year, eight-month jail term for historical child sex offences. Today, he will find out if his only remaining avenue to have his name cleared will be successful or not. It's the last appeal that he has available to him. Uh, The High Court didn't ask the legal teams to present their arguments for and against an appeal. Uh, Experts say that that's not a particularly good sign for Pell normally when appeals are granted. Uh, It's common for the High Court to want to see those arguments and hear them before that happens. So we'll wait and see how that goes today. Hillary Clinton is back in the headlines after she had a go at the UK government for not releasing publicly a report into possible meddling by the Russians in British politics. She said that it was inexplicable and shameful that the Johnson government hadn't made that report uh, a public report. It's not classified and it's designed to be able to be released, but the Johnson government only got its hands on it uh, just a month ago. So it hasn't made that move and it won't put it out until after polling day. That's if it's to be returned. Who knows what a Labor government will do with it. But uh, what Clinton was saying is that voters really deserve to know whether Russians are meddling with things like elections in the UK, given there's one coming up on the 12th of December. Yeah, I was going to say 12th of December, not too far away. About a month. Nine Entertainment, Australia's biggest media company, yesterday reined in its profit growth expectations for the financial year. What's their concern? Their concern is ad revenue. They say that the advertising market is particularly weak. Peter Costello, the former treasurer, is the chairman of Nine Entertainment and he said that really it all starts with those lending restrictions that the government had in place uh, that drove down consumer confidence, which of course has affected brands because we're not buying as much as we've talked about before. Uh, That's had an effect on advertising revenue, he says. Uh, Where they're at is uh, really wanting to try and drive that up. Of course, they've had some big changes at nine. They've made some big acquisitions with Fairfax newspapers and Macquarie Radio. So they need to get their revenue machine humming. And a movie that's doing well at the box office is Joker. I didn't realise it's rated R. Rated R, it's the most successful uh, rated movie of all time Uh, and just this week it's made another big kind of landmark achievement by becoming the most profitable comic book movie ever. It's now returned 15 times what it costs to make and that's apparently a really big thing when you're looking at these big budget movies. I don't know. I'm a bit of a wuss. I think the R rating really will turn me off. (laughs) Well, (laughs) clearly not everyone else feels the same way. (laughs) Well, what this film journalist said about why it's quite appealing um, did actually appeal to me, which apparently it's not so much a comic book movie, but it's a kind of cool comic book movie for people who don't like comic book movies. So I might get around to it at some point. It's a bit of a convoluted explanation, but I think I'm with her. (laughs) Um, A quick message now from our podcast sponsor, ComBank. ComBank have launched a new personalised app. It has some pretty cool features. If you're anything like me, it can be hard to keep up with current subscriptions, what you use, what you don't use. The ComBank app's regular payment feature gives a list of all those regular payments coming out of your accounts each month so you can make sure you are using what you're paying for and cancelling what you aren't. To find out more, visit combank.com.au forward slash better. And we've already talked about 
Russian meddling today in the podcast, but it's back on the agenda again with the organiser of the Bird of the Year competition that's run out of New Zealand, having to assure people that the hundreds of votes cast from Russia were legit. People who have very um, big interests in what makes Bird of the Year were very interested to see that hundreds of votes came in from Russia. By the way, hundreds of votes also came in from the US and and the UK, but the organisers say that it's all above board. Good to have that cleared up. (laughs) Which bird was the winner? An endangered yellow-eyed penguin. Apparently he's called a hi-ho and apparently he's very antisocial. So there you go. There you go. I learned something also on this story. An ornithologist is someone who studies all aspects of birds. That's the word of the day. Uh, finally, what's the email subject line? Email subject line. I always think of Hillary Clinton when I hear this song. I don't know why, but Dixie Chicks, I'm not ready to make nice. Um, she's still very angry, of course, about that 2016 election and uh, Russian meddling. Mm, great song. And for those podcasters who also don't mind dipping into the Squeeze Today email, there's a good reason to do so today and for the rest of the week, in fact, we have a promotion running, which means that if you click on the Invite Friends button at the bottom of the email and refer someone to subscribe, you'll go in the draw to win a Sparrow Designs bag of your choice and the person you've referred will get a bag too. Those bags are worth about $600. They're very, very beautiful. I do have one myself. That's all from us today. We'll be dropping a new episode of Squeeze Shortcuts this afternoon on World Leaders. Look out for that. Until tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.